right, everybody. Welcome to the basement. Hope everybody had a good week. Happy Monday. It's just me here today. Just me. Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, just been here. Actually, no. No, it hasn't been a while. I think it's in October I do those quick little 20-minute episodes. But those are kind of like bonus you know, episodes for the end of the week when I'm talking about horror movies I've watched because it's the Halloween season. I'm still watching a lot of horror movies. But uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, I haven't done an episode like this for, like, Monday, the main show, the big thing, the thing that y'all look forward to to kick off your Monday mornings if you're listeners. I haven't done this, I had, gosh, probably, when was the last time? Maybe, like, I feel like it was, like, summertime. I feel like I've been on a stretch from, like, August till right now, the first episode for December of just uh, talking to guests, and it's been a lot of fun. So... Um, with all that being said, I'm here by myself today and I'm doing none other than answering some listener questions. If you don't know by now, like usually I want to say like middle of the week prior to when this episode would drop. So like five days ago, last Wednesday or Thursday, I think, I don't know. I can't even remember. Uh, on the, on the basement's Instagram page, I will put up in the IG stories, ask me a question. Next Monday is going to be a mailbag episode. Uh, Last time I did this, I don't think I even got to all the questions. So there might be some old questions sprinkled in still from, I think, July or August. Again, I can't even remember last time I did a mailbag episode. But uh, I got a few that came in, more than a few actually, uh, from listeners and a couple from some past guests. I love it when you guys do that. Some past guests of the show who still keep up with me and whatnot. And I, I like to keep up with past guests as well, everything they're working on. Uh, will send me a question, which I thought was pretty cool. So, uh, just keep tabs on the basement's Instagram page, especially in the IG stories. Cause every now and then I'll put up a, Hey, next Monday I'm doing a mailbag episode. If you want to ask me a question, I'll say it on the air or I'll give it my answer. And usually it's just people send me film related questions. I mean, honestly, if you want to send me questions about like Elon Musk or something, or, you know, I don't know. I, no, don't do that. Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to feed into like negativity in the world, really. Even though sometimes I'm guilty of doing that on the show, of giving my two cents on a on some shit bag that's out there. Now let's just <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, this is the mailbag episode. Um, so I have a few questions from guests. So I have a few questions from some people who contributed to the IG story when I popped the. Uh, when I put the story up about uh, me taking questions, I feel like I'm getting repetitive here. Sorry. but And I have a few from a few months ago. So let's kick things off with a question I got from a past guest. I said this on the show a few times when Jeremiah Kip came on the show back in February to plug his new film, Slapface. Uh, he's one of the best guests to be on the show, hands down. I, I've never had a bad guest come by the basement. I have to just specify that. But something about the energy Jeremiah brought to the show... Uh, people like to come back to it a lot and re-listen to that episode, I'm told. It still kind of pops up in my analytics that like, oh, three people downloaded Jeremiah Kipps' episode this this week. And um, yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, just check it out. He is a bundle of information. Probably like the nicest guy I ever have not met in person. We still have yet to meet in person. And honestly, like having him on the show has led to a lot of other guests coming on because he loves promoting other filmmakers and film-related stuff like the like the basement here. Uh, this little film podcast, so to speak. Film and culture. I've been saying film and culture a lot lately. But let me get to his question. 
Jeremiah wrote in, is there a movie you thought absolutely sucked that you went back to later and thought was great? Now, I, he was the first one to submit a question to me when I put that post up. And so I immediately have been giving it thought ever since he submitted it. And so it's been like 24 hours since then. So as I record this and there's like a long list of movies that, you know, you feel like you have to give time to like might not hit for you at some point. You know, there's movies I saw in my 20s that I give another chance to in my 30s and go, okay, I just needed to maybe mature a little bit as a viewer. Um, I, I, I could write a list of like 100 films. So that's why this is a really good question. And but I narrowed it down to just like a few that have always stuck out to me. Well, I'm gonna say one. Um, maybe maybe in the future there could be like an episode where it's, you know, the films we go back to that actually weren't that bad. Uh, and I'll probably say this movie again on it. The film I wanted to pick that uh, to answer Jeremiah's question is none other than a. 2002 or 2003 release i'm not sure there's like i think it's 2002 it was released on film festivals but didn't get an official theatrical release till 2003 uh this is a film called bubba hotep now that's kind of a funky name if you have no idea what the hell i'm really talking about uh bubba hotep is directed by a great genre filmmaker cult genre filmmaker don coscarelli who you know, made the Phantasm franchise, John dies at the end. Um, he doesn't like to say it's his version of the movie, but uh, Beastmaster from 1982, I believe. He, he's gone on podcasts and say that movie is not his cut. They reworked a lot of things. I'm just throwing that in there as extra. And he's done, he's made the round on podcasts. Unfortunately, he hasn't come on mine yet, but hey, we'll see what the future holds. And he's basically said, because Beastmaster used to play so much on HBO back in the early 80s that HBO used to stand for, hey, Beastmaster's on. He's said that on multiple different podcasts, and I just, I don't know, I kind of think it's a cool story. But yeah, this is directed by Don Coscarelli. This stars Bruce Campbell and Ossie Davis as the two leads. I'm not really sure if I recognize any other supporting roles out of it. It's adapted from a book called Bubba Hotep as well. So the plot of this movie, get ready for it, it's kind of wild. And it's after falling into a lengthy coma following a freak accident involving a hip gyration, <laughs> a now-aged Elvis Presley, played by Bruce Campbell, wakes up in an East Texas nursing home where he befriends Jack, who's played by Ossie Davis, who's an African-American senior who claims to be President John F. Kennedy. After residents of their quiet retirement community start dying off um, of unnatural causes, Elvis and Jack discover that the perpetrator is Bubba Hotep, an Egyptian mummy with a murder with murderous intentions. I've read that off Google right now, by the way. So I, I just like I can't remember if I've ever really talked about this on the show, but I've always loved this movie probably for the last eight to ten years since I've known about it. And that's a solid almost decade before its initial release. Um, I have to give a shout out to a good friend and listener to the show, Mike Rockstro, who used to talk about this movie a lot back in my Greenfield Community College skipping classes days when I just would hang out in the cafeteria and talk movies with all these other movie nerds. And he talked about Bubba Hotep so much. And then when him and I started hanging out outside of uh, school, this guy puts my physical media DVD collection to shame. 
I mean, I don't collect as much as I used to. I think he still goes out to bargain bins and flea markets and whatnot. And plus his book and record collection, I know is really well. He'll send me random DMs saying like, look what I got. And I have have no idea what the hell that book is. I'm getting off topic. But Mike would always talk about Bubba Hotep. So one time he let me borrow the DVD. And I want to say this is 2009. Um, I remember I had an apartment in East Hampton, Massachusetts. And I I think it just got laid off from work. So I'm sitting at home in like the middle of the day on like a Tuesday. And I popped on Bubba Hotep. And I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it at all. I, I thought it was completely stupid. And the word campy probably escaped me at the time. But that's what it was. It was it, it is a very kind of campy movie. I mean, listen to the plot. It's about... It takes the concept of Elvis might still be alive and he's in a nursing home and him and someone who claims to be John F. Kennedy, uh, who is a black man, decide to take on this killer mummy that is disrupt that is ending the lives of senior citizens at this at this uh, nursing home, this rest home. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. I, I absolutely thought it was stupid. Sorry if Don Coscarelli is listening out there, but I'm getting to a point here. For some reason, I want to say a couple years later, I was hanging out with Mike again. And I said, Mike, let me borrow Bubba Hotep again. Let me, let me give it another shot. Let me, let me see how I feel about this movie. Let me run with it. And I watched it again. I liked it a little more. And I watched the bonus features, I got to say. And listening to Don Coscarelli talk about the overall core message of the film uh, made me want to rewatch it again after I watched the bonus feature. So I watched it twice after my friend Mike gave it to me. And it resonated so much more with me. This film is, on the surface, yes, about Elvis fighting a mummy. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell is obviously incredible as Elvis, may I add. Um, but this movie is also about what we do to our elderly. It's about people at the end of their lives. And it's about how we as a society just completely cast the elderly aside, like seeing these scenes in these nursing homes and how there's just no color and how it's so tone deaf. It's just so bland and it it just feels miserable. And as someone who had uh, grandparents and great grandparents, even in nursing homes towards the end of their lives, and I would go visit them with my father. uh, I've been in nursing homes a lot and yeah, they are kind of a very there's a lot of melancholy there to it there is a lot of almost i'd hate to say the word dread i feel like that's a very over the top word but yeah you're seeing these people that aren't well that most and some are better than others but you know there is this kind of looming feeling of death and that this is the last stop and it's sad and it's brutal and you know it really touches on the human spirit that even at an old age what still really holds strong to human beings even at the end of their lives? Uh, I hope I'm doing that justice. And I hope I'm doing justice to, to your question, Jeremiah. Um, this is just such a good movie. It's such a movie. I, re- it's, I revisit this movie all the time. I got it on DVD behind me where I'm recording right now. It's streaming on Tubi for free. Always got to plug Tubi. I feel like I'm jumping over to Tubi lately with plugging them, even though I have no connections over there whatsoever. Um, but yeah, uh, track down Bubba Hotep. And it's a funny little title to say, shout out to Mike Rockstro for turning me on to it. And I'm so happy. I finally got to talk about that movie, even briefly on this show 
maybe down the road I'll do an episode where I can even elaborate more because I could keep going on for 10 minutes about this movie, but I got to get on to other questions. Corey Dominic writes in, what's the hardest part of making a podcast? Corey obviously has been on the show before where I'm, I guess I'm going to go through a lot of the guests who've been on, who asked some questions because there's a few and then I'll get into some of the uh, other ones, you non-guests out there who submitted questions. But what's the hardest part of making a podcast? And I know why you're probably interested in asking this, Corey, because you, I mean, you and I talk all the time, and I know you're kind of getting some things off the ground for yourself. And that's promoting it for me personally. I, I, I there's other things that kind of bug me. You know, I wouldn't say. You know, I, being nervous sometimes for an interview is the hardest part because it's not. You're just nervous. But uh, promoting this, I'm not backed by anybody. I started this by myself. Started the basement by myself, and it caught some traction. And, you know, hey, some weeks I get a boatload of listeners. Some weeks I don't. You know, I'm not sponsored by some organization. I'm not, you know, there's no paywall here for the show. Like, I do this thing for free. It, but if I, anybody out there wants to sponsor me, uh, you can uh, click on that email in the show notes for sponsorship that I like to leave there for inquiries. But anyway, sidebar. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have to say just promoting it because I don't like promoting my own stuff as weird as that sounds. I almost want to just like, fuck it, sometimes sneak in the back door, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I just made something and I show it to the right people and then I'm off to the races, but that's not how it goes, you know, that's not how in the flooded days of the internet, and you know this obviously with your YouTube channel, Corey, you know, it's hard, but I mean, shit, you have, for the record, if I want to maybe, and if this was your game plan, Corey, you're a slick bastard, uh, go subscribe to Corey's YouTube channel. Uh, just search him. It's uh, Randomonium is the show. He just interviewed Doug Jones, uh, the great actor, um, guy who's been in a bunch of uh, suits and makeup effects to hide his um, overall, like, you know, who he is. And he plays these absolutely great performances. He's in a lot of Guillermo del Toro films. He's played the Silver Surfer in uh, the old Fantastic <laughs> in the old Fantastic Four films with Jessica Alba. Uh, she, he's been in a ton of stuff, but Corey got to interview him. And so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it has to be promoting for me because, you know, I don't know, like there's so many people out there that do something like this and you can't help but at times compare yourself and you shouldn't do that ever. But it's hard because everybody's kind of out there doing their own thing and I think that's a great thing. I honestly like giving shout-outs to other people. Um, it makes them feel good, and it makes me feel good, and that's kind of the, one of the essence of this show. I bring creative people on and just sit there and pick their brain for an hour or so. Um, but I'm, re I'm getting repetitive here, but promoting is just... Yeah, I wish I just had like a third-party thing or just someone took care of my promotion because, you know, some weeks I'm up, some weeks I'm down. But the point is, is I just kind of like doing this. And I think there's a niche group of people out there that like the fact that I'm doing it. So thank you all for listening. <laughs> thank you all for liking posts while I promote. Next up, uh, my co-host on Hot Genre Topics, Generic writes and he's been on this show it's been a while it's been a, a close to probably about a year since he's been back on the show 
But then again, you know, he has his own show to run, the generic podcast, as well as hot genre topics with me. But he writes in, uh, without saying the name, what is your favorite horror film? That is so freaking hard. (laughs) Because um, I don't even know what my favorite horror film is. Oh my god! Like I, I don't even know. Like all right, I'll, here, I'll, I'll do. I'll do an example. A dog roaming free out in the Antarctic wilderness, or should I say, a wolf or husky? Uh, you already know what it is. If you're a horror fan, it's the thing. I was gonna say the thing. Like I can't even. I can't even do that. So um, I'll go into just like one of my favorites. Because again, I I have my favorites, but my favorites are kind of your standout, and I, I love everything in that genre well not everything but um i will try anything once in that genre is what i also like to say um but a lot of the horror films i like are very much your staple of the genre so i'll do i'll say this one i can just say it in two words um this is one of my favorites and it's been remade multiple times and it's been remade under a different title multiple times as well it's just kind of a this is kind of a subject material. It's kind of material that you can kind of morph into your own thing. It's very, it's like Lovecraft uh, to a certain extent. Um, two words: playing God. I'm sure some people can figure out what I'm talking about right there, but that sums up at least one of my favorite horror films of all time. Horror stories, even. And all right, quick and easy one. Moving on. Next question. Next up. Kerry Vishwanathan, past guest as well, this is my last past guest who submitted a question. He writes in, what actors would you like to work with one day? Uh, I, I'm going to go with contemporary actors, like probably people maybe even younger than me, because I, I feel like I'm not going to name names, but, you know, there's some of my favorite actors that are getting up there in age, and, you know, to be as respectful as I can, I might not get that opportunity. I might not get an opportunity to work with these actors ever either. But, um, I like, uh, I like someone like, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, I like how she kind of doesn't do a movie a year. She, I feel like she's very careful with picking and choosing what she makes these days in a completely professional manner. I am obsessed with Zendaya. Uh, I think she's incredible on euphoria, uh, especially season two. There were a few episodes in there where I was like, give her the goddamn Emmy already. And I think they did. I don't know. I don't pay attention to a lot of the award shows as much as I used to anymore. Uh, but yeah, th- those two, I would say, uh, you know, th- those two ladies. Um, as for men, um, I know he's not like this award-winning, dignified actor of sorts. And I'm going to get some flack for this. But he just looks like he's really fun to hang out with on set. And I feel like sometimes you kind of need an actor like that on set. I fucking love Jason Momoa. Uh, I, I don't, I know he hasn't done a lot of like dramatic roles. He's Aquaman, you know, and I think he's great as Aquaman. I I think he, you know, he's great in a few other things and whatnot. And he was, I caught the first season of, um, uh, the Apple plus series, uh, C is what it was called. Kind of a weird title, but, uh, it plays into obviously the plot of the show really well. Uh, I thought he was incredible on it. And I've seen him in some other things um, that I thought he was really good. And I think, you know, he's getting molded into the macho, buff, long-haired dude. plays a superhero. But I think there's some range there. And he's been around for a while. Like, he's 
guy's been acting in stuff, even if he's just kind of been like in a one scene thing back in the early 2000s. He's he's been around and uh, he's kind of really gotten traction. I think I I like actors who have longevity in their career. Like I I feel like I I flock more towards character actors, even though he's like a Hollywood leading man. But you know, people that play. If they're in the lead role, it's usually on like a TV show, but they show up in movies as more supporting roles. Like like Brian Cranston, I think is probably one of my favorite contemporary actors, even though he's I think old enough to be my dad now. Uh, I'm kind of I guess I'm really being offensive towards age on this episode. <laughs> uh, I don't mean it that way, but um, yeah, like I, I those are the those are the handful that are kind of coming to my head right now. I'm sure there's a million more. Um, and of course, you know, I would fucking love to direct someone like J.K. Simmons as well. And that guy does everything, everything. He does independent films. He does, he does, um, farmers insurance commercials and he wins Oscars. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's that next question. Dan in Connecticut writes, when are you making a movie again, buddy? And I think you must have seen my post on my Instagram. Uh, uh, just recently, over Thanksgiving weekend, was the 10-year anniversary of my first film I ever made, uh, The Station. I had a big premiere in my hometown. And yeah, I, I won't lie. I felt it. I, I felt the, like, every every year around November, I feel it. I'm just like, God damn it. I want to fucking make a, get get there again. You know what I mean? And um, so anyway... I, I, let's just say I can't say anything right now. Uh, let's just say there's a couple small things that could happen. Uh, small things meaning shorts. And there's one big thing that's kind of done on a very intimate, small level that's being worked on right now. And I, but I can't say anything more than that. Um, but again, I've been, I've been talking for years. And a lot of things have happened really to me personally um, in the last like four years. Like a lot. Good and bad. <laughs> so um, we'll see what happens. Katie writes in, uh, congratulations on the success with Horny Teenagers Must Die. I see that it's been popping up at a few festivals here and there. Uh, what do you plan to do with the film in the long run? Uh, great question because it's because that's kind of been something that's been at the center of my or close to the center of my world right now is uh, the little horror comedy uh, directed by Dave Zagorski, Horny Teenagers Must Die, is now out and about on the film festival circuit. We've played and won some awards at some, I don't want to say smaller festivals, but because um, Anything I think is a success in my book, uh, at least as of right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we've played um, a few genre festivals and done really well. Um, you know, they're not the uh, Fantasia Fest, they're not the uh, uh, Texas Frightmare Weekends, Fantastic Fest. I mean, Toronto. I, I don't I don't even know like what are the names of these damn festivals anymore. But like, I'm talking about like the big industry machine ones. They haven't played there. Uh, we do have plans to submit to it, so we kind of, by the time we had a final cut on the film, we really missed a lot of deadlines, so we just sent it out to a lot of the 
the up-and-coming festivals, I'd like to say. And they've done really well there. We won a Best Feature at um, we won Best Feature at Scream Queen Film Fest in Nashville last month, which was big. Um, we won Best Ensemble at Hollywood, I believe it's Hollywood Blood Fest, I think, <laughs> and because uh, we do have quite the ensemble cast for that film. And so we've been making the rounds, and we're submitting to a few other festivals that are known pretty well. We're kind of going to try and see if we can pick up traction. We've already been approached, and I'm going to say this now because we, we're kind of just moving off it. We're going to put it in the back burner, but we're not going to say who. Uh, we've been approached by distributors for the film, but um, a distribution deal in this day and age is, hey, sign this dotted line. You make no money up front. And uh, we'll give you some Blu-rays. That's not the kind of distribution deal this film wants, and the my fellow me and my fellow producers want. I mean, this is we're in the we're in the business now. Okay, this thing's hitting the market. We're not trying to we're not trying to like go sure here as long as it shows up on Apple or iTunes, we're fine with that. Like you know, we want to keep making movies together. I'd I'd love to keep making movies with Dave Zagorski. He's 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 quite a fucking character, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's kind of where we're at. We're hopefully gonna get some news on some. I know there's some announcements coming soon from festivals we've submitted to. So probably after the holidays, maybe we'll know some more where it's gonna be playing. And just if you follow me on social media, you should know by now. I will be announcing that, and you can go check it out. Jack in Boston writes and i know jack uh as a father are you nervous that now you have a film that with your name on it called horny teenagers must die that uh is now you know out there and about um (laughs) i won't lie i've i had my reservations early on when i was brought onto the project and um uh, you know, I, I didn't trust me. There was a title that we all agreed, hey, you got to dial it back a little bit. And um, so it was changed. I'm not going to say what that title is. But, um, you know, I, first of all, she has no idea what a, you know, my daughter has no idea what a horror movie is right now. And I, I don't like sit there and show her this stuff anymore. Cause she's very aware of the television now. But, uh, there's nothing in HTMD that hasn't been in any other horror movie that, you know, has some sort of tongue in cheek title. So, um, I'm not worried about something like that. And plus, you know, hopefully she'll come around to probably checking out things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Friday the 13th way before she ever gets her hands on a copy of this. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. You know, don't get me wrong. One time my mother-in-law heard about it and she's just like, I need to know what you're into and if it's going to do any, and it's going to affect my, my granddaughter in any way. And I go, no, look, it's just uh, it's just a movie. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> that was a good part two, two, two HTMD questions. Uh, last question here today comes from Mark in Atlanta. Mark writes, I listened to your animated features episode. Great episode. Very insightful. Uh, thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. Uh, the rest of his question is, um, do you ever have any aspirations to get involved with making an animated film of any sorts? Uh, why are you hiring? Do you work at Cartoon Network in Atlanta? 
that would be sweet. I'm only six hours south of you. Uh, I, well, I mean, I don't know if you do or not, but that'd be cool. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea how to draw. I, I can't draw to this day. I can't do storyboards. I can't, I'm, I'm not a visual person with my hand. I could never make it in graphic design by drawing something by doing something by hand. So I'm not an animator by any sense, but I've always wanted to kind of like write for an animated show or something like Rick and Morty. I'd love to write for uh, a lot of things on like adult swim and whatnot. I would love to take part in adult adult swim is of course, you know, part of cartoon network. They're, they're night, they're nightly programs uh, for the older crowd. I've always been a fan of stuff like that. Uh, I've, I've had some things in my back pocket, but, um, nothing really has come to fruition, but never say never. It's, it's definitely a, I love cartoons. I love cartoons. I love stop motion stuff. I love, uh, I love foreign cartoons. I like, yeah, I, I would say, you know, I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons, which I think is a, a pastime now that, you know, the younger generation doesn't get. So of course I would love to kind of maybe dabble to some extent in uh, animated features or shorts or series of any sorts. Okay, I lied. Last question is going to come from Jackie. And uh, I don't know where you're from, Jackie. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Jackie writes, uh, what is the coolest series you've seen on Netflix recently? Uh, obviously, I caught Wednesday. I haven't finished it yet. I'm actually just about to finish it. I'm on the last episode. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, but more recently, what, uh, what I'm able to kind of sit down and really focus on is there's two seasons of it. I think the first season's got eight episodes. The second season's got six. It's called Abstract. It's about um, it's about artists and like designers and people like from all different walks of life and different kind of careers, but they're designing stuff for, you know, anything from stuff to better the climate to just your typical, uh, you know, they interview the guy who was behind the graphic art for, you know, Obama's 2008 campaign, you know, the iconic image of him and it says change on it. Uh, it's such an interesting it, it just grabs you completely um, with, you know, great knowledge of creativity and whatnot. Uh, another person on it is uh, Ruth Carter, who won the Oscar for Black Panther, I believe. And shout out to her. She's from Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, now she's an Academy Award winner in Hollywood. Uh, but she's a costume designer. And she's done so much work with Spike Lee. Um so much she's i didn't even you know she's had like a 30-year career she's been around since like the late 80s early 90s uh but she's in a she there's an episode devoted to her it really was kind of one of the most i just finished it a couple days ago really is one of the more insightful things on netflix and since i've been watching it i've been seeking out a lot of like docu-series that are kind of films about you know slice of life with creative people and whatnot and or just stuff about a part of the world but there's so much stuff about like murders and whatnot and crimes on doc on, on netflix because that's you know an income that's an in thing to watch and um and that's fine and all like i'll watch a you know true crime series or something at some point but 
um, I don't know. I really kind of like watching stuff that lets me know that the world is a cool place still. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, check out abstract and also check out Wednesday, but check out abstract. If you really kind of want to just sit there and chill and get your mind blown by fellow creative people. So with all that being said, I want to thank you all for submitting a question. Uh, I haven't done the mailbag episode in a while, but it's, I usually like to do a few months in between, and I thought I'd bring it back for this week. Uh, we will be back next week on The Basement. And if you have a question between now and another mailbag episode, just feel free to send it in. And I'll, just, I'll just put it on the back burner and whatnot for the next episode. Uh, thank you all for who submitted, my past guests and my random people that just wanted to submit it. And uh, I don't know. We'll see you next week. Take care.